0: My guest today, Munira Khalif, is the U.S. Youth Observer to the United Nations. This is a position created in partnership between the State Department and the United Nations Association of the United States to help give youth a voice in official and semi-official diplomatic settings. Munira is a student at Harvard, though she's taking some time off to focus on this new role. And in this conversation, Munira discusses her work and what is involved in giving youth a voice at the UN and in diplomatic settings and why she is using her position to advance the cause of gender equality and the empowerment of women and girls. When we spoke, Munira had recently returned from India, where she participated in the Global Entrepreneurship Summit, and we kick off discussing that trip. We then have a broader conversation about what it means to engage youth around issues of importance to the broader UN system. We recorded this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and at the time, Munira told me she had not yet met U.S. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Since then, the two did meet, and Haley tweeted out some kind words about Munira and her work. So I just wanted to note that for the record. Uh, And if you're listening to this contemporaneously, then happy holidays to you, and I will see you after the new year with some more great content. And now here is my conversation with Munira Khalif, the U.S. Youth Observer to the U.N. Join listeners from across 180 countries for an exciting Season 4, launching in June. Global Health Matters is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube.
1: So the U.S. Youth Observer to the United Nations role was created to really give American youth representation at the United Nations and various global programs. Uh, events and discussions um, and it was created um, in partnership between the US Department of State and the United Nations Association of the US and so in in as you know, as a part of that um, that goal, I was able to go to the Global Entrepreneurship Summit to really give American youth uh, a behind-the-scenes look of what was going on at the summit. Um, uh, and 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 you know, this year the theme was uh, "Women First, Prosperity for All," and so there was a great emphasis put on female entrepreneurship. Uh, it was co-hosted by the United States and India, and the whole um, again, like the whole. Uh, Focused um, this year was really about investing in in in, in female entrepreneurs, um, and really you know in this notion that if we give everyone you know the opportunity to be able to succeed, not only will they be able to uplift themselves, but also like we're able to see communities, uh, you know, progress and and countries also transform as well. And so it was a really enlightening experience um, in being able to meet uh many female entrepreneurs and not only female entrepreneurs but just entrepreneurs from all over the world. It was so, And you know, any youngest-
0: particular like female entrepreneur or entrepreneurs stick out to you that you're still thinking with, you're still in touch with, or, or changed yeah. your way of thinking?
1: yeah so there's actually there was two uh, younger entrepreneurs that I had that I had met um, that that really stood out to me. Uh, one was a thirteen year old young man who was from Australia and I believe he was the youngest person at the at the at the conference um, and he uh, had um, developed lots of apps uh, to kind of touch on various issues um, one being autism he himself um, uh, has autism and and he really wanted to raise awareness and use apps as a way to be able to do that um, and then also even like to to teach about like littering um, and, and and environmental issues he also created apps surrounding that and so I just you know found it to be really powerful uh, in terms of using you know technology and and innovation to be able to solve uh, you know some of the issues social issues that he saw um, and then there was uh, another. Um, female entrepreneur, um, who actually I went to visit her, her, um, her place of work. Um, she was the co-founder and, uh, um, and CEO of, um uh, Merxius and it's a virtual reality company. Um, and I was able to sit down with her and her co-founder, um, and, and talked really about kind of not only about like the company itself, um, and they really work on trying to democratize like access to like virtual reality. And so they want everyone to be able to like have access to this type of technology. Um, but I was able to kind of ask her about, you know, if there were particular challenges that she faced, um, as a female entrepreneur. And, and so she said to me that, you know, the, the term female entrepreneur, she's like, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur who just happens to be a woman, right? And so, um, I thought that was really powerful and, you know, and, and, and that isn't to negate the fact that there are certain um, unique barriers um, and challenges uh, that um, that entrepreneurs who are women face, um, but you know she was talking about really about you know that at the end of the day like uh, her work spoke for you know the kind of uh, entrepreneur that she was um and that you know that in in when we're even having these discussions that we have to uh, you know be cognizant of like the language that we use and such and so I thought that was really um. Uh, a powerful point. Um,
0: now, I, I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. And correct me if I'm wrong. That both like Ivanka Trump mm-hmm. and Barack Obama were at this summit. Is that right?
1: So so this so this year um, so this year in terms of the American delegation, Ivanka Trump came um, and uh, as and she was headlining uh, the event. And then also the Prime Minister of India. Uh, was uh kind of the Indian representative, and they both spoke um, and kicked off the event um on the first day of the summit
0: was there like a broader political message to this global entrepreneurship mm-hmm. summit
1: yeah i think i mean I think one was you know they were you know trying to highlight um u s uh, India relations and trying to solidify that relationship, um, and at the same time trying to—I mean—the the summit was really global in its reach. Um, you know, there were—you um, know—many countries that were represented. You know, there was um, uh, a set number from India and the U.S., but there was also a third third group that was international entrepreneurs. Um, and so I think it was, you know, it was really about one about like uh, U.S.-India relations and then also about, um, again, like how do we kind of, um, uh, you know, make sure that, um, that as a global community we're um, prospering and, and, and this year the focus um, happened to be, um, you know, on, on uh, female entrepreneurship and making sure that, you know, those, those barriers um, are, um, are dismantled. Um
0: so earlier you touched a little bit on uh you know what your role is as the uh US youth observer. Um can you talk a little bit mm-hmm. about like how how did you become like how, how did you get that role? How did you sort of earn the title?
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah. So um I applied um uh you know I, always a I good was good first step. The, oh there's always exactly exactly. You know that's always a good first step. So you're throw your hat in the race. Um, and so um, I had applied not honestly thinking that, that I was going to get chosen because every year one person is chosen. Um, and there was a pretty large applicant pool. I'm not remembering the exact number at the moment. Um, and so they, yeah, and so from that pool, they they decided to go with me this year. And so it's a year-long uh, um, Uh, program. um, And every year they they choose, you know, a new youth observer. And within within that year, you get to determine what kind of issues you want to spotlight um, and work on. And so, you know, every youth observer has really made the role their own. And for me, it's been really focusing on And issues regarding uh, gender equity and that, whether it's, you know, um, increasing access uh, to schooling for girls around the world um, or economic opportunities for women. um, And that was really um, uh, that tied back into um, being able to go to the Global Entrepreneurship Summit um, uh, in India.
0: Uh, and, And are you currently a university student? Is that right?
1: Yes, I am a university student.
0: Where are you at school?
1: So I study economics at Harvard.
0: Oh, okay. What year?
1: So I actually took the semester off. So like my, I guess the, the years, the year is a little bit off, but I'll okay. be back in the spring. Um, and so a big question I, I, I get asked is like, how are you going to balance this with school? And there's a lot of travel. Um, and, and I'm like, you know, stay tuned. I'll let you know. <laughs> next well, you, did, you, you took a semester um, off.
0: That seems wise.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's, you know, but really to be able to kind of dive into this role and, um, and, and, and try to do, you know, as much, uh, you know, justice uh, to this role and try to reach as many young people. And so I've learned a lot along the way. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, just the next couple of months and, um, and doing this type of work. It's been, it's been a really incredible opportunity.
0: And so what's your interaction with the U.S. government like? Like, do you have point of contact there? Um, have you, like, had a meeting with mm. Nikki Haley? Like, what's, what's your, uh, wh- what sort of engagement do you have with the U.S. Yeah, government?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so the program is, you know, it's, 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 um, it's by the State Department, the United Nations Association, so there is a point of contact with the State Department, and in terms of, like, the Global Entrepreneurship Summit, this is, um, this, uh, this was, like, a State, you know, Department, um, event, and so, um, there is, like, there's definitely a strong, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, relationship there in terms of the role, and they actually fund the role as well, and so, uh that's kind of i guess the the relationship between like the youth observer and um and i guess the the state department um
0: have you met Nikki Haley?
1: No, not yet. I've not.
0: Are you any any plans?
1: Um I hope so. I hope um you know I hope to to be able to sit down and and and, and speak with her. Um uh, I, I was able to host um an event um at the the u s mission um and bring together various youth delegates from other countries uh for international day of the girl um and so uh yeah but anyways um so like hopefully in the future i'll be able to talk to ambassador uh haley and and um and yeah, so I look forward to having that opportunity
0: i mean so do you see your role as more sort of explaining sort of what the UN is doing Mm -hmm. to youth in the United States or advocating for, um, those Mm -hmm. issues you just identified those sort of like within the UN system.
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll say that the role is, is two parts. One is, you know, being present at those, at those events, at those discussions, um, and, and, you know, being a representative of sorts and, um, raising questions, Um, but at the same time and raising the questions that like, you know, in, in, uh, being youth observer, you go around and kind of do a listening tour, um, and, and go to various, uh, universities. Um, and I just came back from a school today, um, in New York um, and to be able to talk to to students and ask them kind of what are your, your, you know, main concerns, what issues do you want to see, um, you you know, more of a spotlight being put on. And at the same time, it's really about taking your experiences at the UN and bringing them to to students and and saying like here's what's happening and here's you know you know this experience that I've had and here are the issues that are important and um and I do a lot of that through blogging so I run a youth um, observer blog um, and then also through social media as well and being able to connect with like you know young Americans who are not only just um uh here in like the in New York but also you know in other parts of the country um and and being able to expand that reach so I think a lot of it is also just informing too right because like I think there, you know, a lot of people know that the UN exists, but it's like, well, what is what is it that the, the UN does, right? Um, and and how can I how can I find a meaningful way to be able to engage? And the United Nations Association of the U.S. does a great job in in doing that. They have um, Gen UN chapters, which is stands for Generation UN, um, that where they, you know, across college campuses across the country, where they're able to give um, young people like tangible things that they can do to act on various issues. Um, And so
0: I should say, I've I've sort of seen that transformation happen Mm. with the United Nations Association. So that's sort of observed for Mm. a while. Like when I just kind of started in, in this business, it seemed that like most people who went to the United Nations Association, like, chances are their first name were like Dorothy or Gertrude, uh, signaling that they were uh, rather on the older mm. end of the spectrum. But now it seems mm. that there is like a more uh, vigorous youth wing of, of UN associations, which has really been interesting uh, to, to yeah. see. Um, what are you hearing mm. from young people in terms of what their priorities are?
1: yeah um i you know a range right and and the thing is like it's hard to capture you know like you know such a diverse range of people right and so even in like in these like listening tours right where you're going around and and talking to young people and trying to get an idea of the issues that they're concerned about um it um you know at the same time you're not going to be able to reach everyone right and so like uh, you know and so i think um you have to take it with a grain of salt, right? Um, and so in the schools that I've been able to visit, I've been hearing a lot about, one is like youth engagement. what Like, how can I get involved? You know, how can I make my voice heard? Um, so a lot of that's been coming up. Um, also a lot about like sustainability and climate change. Um, and so that also has influenced uh, the way in which, you know, the, the issues that I've focused on, right? Um, I've been doing a bit of work on, um, uh, on environmental issues and having discussions on that. And so that, you know it's it's that feedback very much influences you know the kind of events and 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 the kind of um content that I'm producing as well um so that's those are a few things I've been I've been hearing quite a bit of uh, and can you
0: tell me a little bit about why of all the issues you chose to uh champion and sort of be an advocate for um gender issues and and, and gender equality mm-hmm. and and women's empowerment
1: yeah No, for sure. Um, So I grew up in a Somali-American household um, and, you know, growing up, uh, my mother in particular made it very clear that, you know, these educational opportunities that I had here in the United States um, were not guaranteed to every young person across the globe, and especially young women ar- across the globe. Um, and so there were, you know, whether it was for financial reasons um, or other barriers, or there were young girls just like myself who weren't able to attend school. Um, and so that really that really stuck out to me, and it kind of started, um, you know, um, like it really it made me see beyond my own world um, and look to what's happening, you know, Across the globe um, and and wanted to do something about it. And so I you know um, two things. One is I, I worked with the uh, the UN Foundation uh, gr- a campaign called Girl Up, and they work to mobilize American youth to empower their counterparts in developing countries uh, to be safe, healthy, educated, counted, and then and to be the next generation of leaders. Um, and so I was able to um, to be a teen advisor and advocate um for the various issues uh that uh, young women face um in developing countries um and so that was a really unique opportunity um to be able to do that and then um also in terms of um in uh in east africa um we were um able to start a education campaign uh entitled lighting the way where we work to make education more accessible uh in east africa and particularly is that girl for up young women or, is that is that oh, lighting is the, the way lighting, lighting
0: the, the way. way okay yeah and, yeah and, and you so first... you helped start that organization
1: yes yes i co-founded it um with my siblings um and so i uh, just finding unique ways to be able to to engage meaningfully but i think it, for me it really, really really comes down to is um you know there's no country that can move forward with half of the people behind if we're able to you know uh empower everyone if we're able to give everyone access to opportunities like everyone is able to benefit from that and prosper. Um, there's a qu- East African quote that says, if you educate a boy, you educate an individual, but if you educate a girl, you educate a nation. And so it really touches on kind of the, the, the ripple effect of, of investing in one, you know, in, in a young girl. And the studies show that, you know, whether it comes to um, reducing maternal mortality um, or ensuring that her children will be um, educated and even just contributing to the country's GDP, like there's so many benefits that come from ensuring that young girls um, not only are in school, but remain in school.
0: And so going forward, how are you going to continue to press this agenda in your role as, as the youth observer?
1: Yeah, one is one is having those discussions. Like when I during uh, International Day of the Girl, uh, when we were having that roundtable discussion with the various youth delegates from other countries, uh, not only was it to commemorate the that day, um, but also to be able to share best practices, right? Like within their own countries, right? Because there's such a range um, in terms of the attendees, from you know Thailand uh, to uh, youth delegates from European countries. Like what what are the best practices within your own country, and you know how can we um, how can we come together to be able to like work on those issues and so like one is having having those discussions um, and then second is um, you know supporting organizations that that do that type of work right and and spotlighting um, uh, spotlighting that and so uh, in terms of um, when I was in India, I was able to visit a women 's resource center um, and uh, I was able to meet a um, a woman uh, who was a Strong advocate uh, for women 's empowerment and specifically uh to advocate on behalf of of um, of of those victims of domestic violence because she had faced domestic violence herself and she was you know in, in sitting down with her she was able to tell me her story um, and 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 she said, you know, this, you know, my story doesn't really doesn't end with me because it really inspired other women within her own community to speak up about the injustices that they were facing. Um, and so to be able to take those stories, spotlight them, and and bring them to kind of the forefront and consciousness of young Americans is something that um, that I think this this role allows you to do with this platform. Um, Very
0: cool. So so how can people follow you, follow your work, support their work if if they want to?
1: Yes. Yeah, so. You can find me on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on at US Youth Observer. Um, and then also you can find the blog online on uh, unausa.org. Uh, if you go on there, you'll find um, a tab for uh, the Youth Observer, and you can follow, um, you know, the various um, events um, and issues that I'm spotlighting. Um, and 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 again, like uh, when it comes to social media, please reach out, tweet at me. Um, I am more than happy to answer any questions um, and to be able to really talk and engage with young people. Um, this role really wasn't, you know, it's not about one person. It's about being a bridge of sorts between young Americans and the United Nations and and making an institution that can seem really daunting for a lot of young people um a bit more accessible.
0: Uh excellent. Well, thank you so much. This is this is great. I hope everyone uh connects with you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. All I appreciate right. it.
0: Thanks. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to Munira. and I uh, hope you're having a good holiday break and I will see you after the new year. Some great shows lined up. Very excited for what is in store in 2018 for this podcast. All right. Onwards.
1: The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the policies or positions of humanity in action.